0: During his final months at CNN, Don Lemon was an absolute magnet for controversy. At least once a week, Donnie was dominating the headlines in the media. Oddly enough, It was his pretend friends in the mainstream media that ultimately led to CNN eliminating his woke welfare. Remember in December of 2022 when Donnie had the audacity to say that the prepubescent boy and the U.S. women's soccer team didn't deserve to receive money that was generated by the men's team? Donnie was coming to the defense of the gender that he prefers. And... He was absolutely right about it. Now, of course, the media, they didn't see it that way. They accused Donnie of being a sour lemon. He's a misogynist. They charged him with that same violation of the woke commandments when he accused Nikki Haley of being past her prime. And when he berated Caitlin Collins, Katie Roo, Katie Roo, When he berated Caitlin Collins and sternly reminded her that He was the star of the show. He was the boss. She was the assistant. Week after week, Don Lemon was the topic of conversation throughout the media. But there was one problem, one tiny problem for Donnie. There's an old saying, there's no such thing as bad publicity. When you're a broadcaster or the host of a television show, you want the media talking about you. Doesn't matter if it's good or bad. You just want the publicity. You can pay thousands of dollars for advertising and marketing, and it wouldn't have anywhere close to the effect that the free promotion from the media will have. The problem for Don Lemon, all that free promotion, it didn't translate to ratings. Didn't translate to ratings when he hosted that dump on CNN in prime time. Didn't translate when he was forced to share the stage with a girl named Rue on CNN this morning. Right now... Pat McAfee is going through the same problem at ESPN that Don Lemon went through at CNN. Since his show began at the Worldwide Leader in Woke back in September, Pat McAfee has been a constant source of controversy. Obviously, you guys remember what happened last month between Patrick Aaron and Jim Kimmel. Aaron Rodgers made a harmless joke about Jim, and poor Kimmy. He got all emotional, pretending like his family was in danger. We can't leave the house. Aaron Rodgers claimed I was on a list. Yeah, uh, you are on a list, Kimmy. You're on the list of huge embarrassing failure. But just like Don Lemon, the controversy and media attention surrounding Pat McAfee, it's not translating into ratings. It's not pushing viewers to ESPN to watch his show. You know, we haven't talked about Pat McAfee in a while now, but every time I mention his ratings, my like to dislike ratio on YouTube, it falls from the typical 99% that I usually average to around 92%. People will send me emails, you're jealous of Pat McAfee, you're a hater. I have no problem with Pat McAfee. He seems like a genuine guy, which is something that is severely lacking with most of these doofus experts at ESPN. I have never been a consistent viewer of his show, but I understand why some people find Pat McAfee appealing. I respect his hustle, but just because I respect Pat McAfee That does not disqualify him from the truth. I like the NBA too. Actually, right now, the NBA is my favorite sport to watch. Now, that all could change next season if NFL quarterbacks get their shit together, but during this past regular season, I enjoyed the NBA more than the NFL. When we talk about NBA ratings here on the channel, do I come on here and lie to you about it? Do I polish the turd and twist the numbers to fit my own personal narrative? No, I tell you the truth. NBA ratings suck. And the truth is, Pat McAfee's ratings, they suck. I mean, they suck. Earlier this morning, I'm reading an article on Bloomberg. They are claiming that Pat McAfee is the face of NFL media. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. With this past week being the week of the Super Bowl, I would expect the face of NFL media to be drawing massive numbers on ESPN. Super Bowl is the biggest week of the season, right? Every year, the Super Bowl is the most watched game in the NFL. Hell, it's the most watched program on television every year. I expect the face of NFL media to capitalize on this momentum and popularity. Stephen A. and the grown man that calls himself Shea... They didn't have trouble drawing an audience this week on ESPN. First take averaged 471,000 viewers. Now, that is Pat McAfee's lead-in. Just like ESPN did with Bamani Jones, the originator of the huge embarrassing failure, they are trying to set Pat McAfee up for success. During the biggest week of the season, the face of the NFL averaged 289,000 viewers. He lost almost 40% of the first take audience. Shea and A are handing him almost half a million viewers. Pat McAfee barely keeping half of them. If you want to look at this in a positive light, there is some good news for Pat McAfee. During the month of December, he was losing 48% of Cheyenne's audience. Bad news is, his ratings didn't go up. First takes ratings just went down. To make matters worse, his ratings are down 12-15% to compared to last year when ESPN was airing SportsCenter in the same time slot. Pat McAfee is consistently beaten by women's college basketball. Last week, something called top rank boxing damn near doubled the size of his audience. Just think about that. Pat McAfee is a superstar. This dude is all over the place. He's fake wrestling, oiled up dudes who wet their hair and wear spandex in the WWE. ESPN spends a shitload of money promoting the show. He's on college game day. Pat McAfee has pretty much become a household name. And you mean to tell me he can't draw a larger audience than top rank boxing can anyone name a top rank boxer? Something called pickleball, the sport where dudes hit balls with their pickle. Whatever the hell that is, it almost tripled the size of Pat McAfee's audience. Part of the reason I do this, part of the reason I keep up with Pat McAfee's ratings, it's because we're not getting the truth about it from ESPN. And you don't have to take my word for it. KC always comes with the proof. Typically, television networks, they will issue press releases at the beginning of the month where they brag about their ratings the previous month. For networks like Fox News or MSNBC, there's no need to issue a lengthy report. There's no need to polish their ratings to make them look presentable to the public. All they have to do is show you the actual numbers. They have the truth on their side, so there's no need to hide. You want to know the easiest way to tell when someone is lying? You want to know the easiest way to tell when someone is trying to hide something? The easiest way to tell when someone is trying to hide something is by the length of their response. For example... Let's say you have a rule that your teenager always has to keep their phone charged when they leave the house. One night their phone dies, you can't reach them for hours. They finally get home and you ask them, "What the hell happened?" And you receive a response like this. I charged my phone but the cord must have been tangled, the charger wouldn't work. Then I lost the charger and I couldn't find it. Eventually I found it, but I ran out of gas so my car wouldn't start. Then I had to borrow a stranger's phone to call for help. After that, I bought a charger at the gas station and it fried my battery. Instead of just saying, you know what? I fucked up. They go into this long detailed explanation. Check this out. This was ESPN's press release last month where the worldwide leader in woke is bragging about the rating success of first take. As you can see, the graphic mentions their ratings on television and nothing else. This press release is direct and straight to the point. First Take had a record month in December, and ESPN is letting the media know about it. Now, that press release—it was issued on January fourth. Twenty-four hours later, ESPN issued this press release about Pat McAfee. Primary graphic mentions nothing about his television ratings. Instead. ESPN utilized the same strategy they used with the WNBA and bragged about Pat McAfee's AMA, which is the average time a viewer spends watching his show. Check out the length of this press release. ESPN wrote a fucking novel trying to explain why Pat McAfee is a huge success. You know how many times ESPN mentioned YouTube in their press release about First Take? Now how many times they mentioned TikTok or views on Twitter? none. Why? They didn't have to because Shay and A are dominating on television. With Pat McAfee, the article focused primarily on social media numbers. You know how many times they mentioned his ratings on linear television, ESPN? Once. ESPN wrote a damn book about his television ratings and they mentioned his actual ratings, the number that actually counts, they mentioned it once. Why do you think that is? Why did ESPN feel the need to apply six coats of polish to this turd? The only reason I can think of, ESPN knows Pat McAfee's ratings suck. Right now, ESPN's trying to make it work. They are trying to present this to the public like everything is rainbows and cucumbers. But like I told you guys countless times before, ESPN is not paying Pat McAfee $17 million every year to draw an audience on YouTube, just like Fox News isn't paying Sean Hannity to draw an audience on YouTube. They're paying him to draw an audience on television. When you are making close to Sean Hannity money, you are being paid to draw an audience on ESPN. Problem for Pat McAfee, he ain't doing it. And I have a feeling his ratings are only going to get worse. Bloomberg, they called him the face of NFL media. Well, NFL season is over. Shows like First Take, Get Up, and all those other polished turds that ESPN airs every day, their ratings typically decline during the NFL offseason. They can absorb the decline, though, because they have a foundation. They have a core audience. Pat McAfee doesn't have that luxury. If his ratings decline, he's going from almost nothing to nothing. I don't have any behind the scenes info as to what happens at ESPN, but purely from an outsider's perspective, it doesn't seem like the pressure has been applied just yet to Pat McAfee. ESPN and Pat McAfee, they are still in the honeymoon phase, but I have a feeling the pressure is coming eventually, it will be time for Patton McAfee to step up or step aside. Losing 40 to 50% of your lead-in audience, that's not sustainable. Making $17 a year while drawing less than 300000 on television, that's not sustainable. We have already seen several times in the past that Patton McAfee doesn't respond well to pressure, doesn't take criticism well. Right now, he's all cozy with his bosses. They are taking pictures on Instagram. Everyone's all smiles, woke hugs all around, but there's going to come a point when ESPN will expect a return on their Pat McAfee investment. Stephen A. Smith, he is looking at this situation, wondering how this white dude is being paid exponentially more to lose half the audience that he gives them every morning. When negotiating his contract, Stephen A. will probably demand a significant raise and he will be justified in doing so. There's just no other way to say it. This marriage between Pat McAfee and ESPN, this marriage is not working. But give me your thoughts on this. Patton McAfee's ratings crash again. He's losing damn near half the first take audience. During the biggest week of the NFL season, Patton McAfee has somehow found a way to decrease the size of his audience. How long can this go on before ESPN starts to apply the pressure? This time next year, will Pat McAfee still be airing on ESPN? Or will they bump him to ESPN2, ESPN+, or even worse, just bump him off television altogether? You let me know. Sound off in the comments below. Like, subscribe, share the video. I appreciate your support. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com, kc underscore btl84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.